to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Hey there, loves. You're listening to Blooming Out, one of the nation's longest running radio shows dedicated to covering news, personalities, and life from the LGBTIQ experience. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Lucas Fisher. Woo! We're back together again. This Yay. is two weeks in a row. Yeah, wow. We, yeah, it's already been a week since our last show, which it has been. felt like yesterday. It does. When uh, Strangely enough, the days drag on and they all kind of run together. So it's, weird. it's just been one day. Yeah, lasted. it's just been one day. And then, oh, it's so weird. I mean, I've been waking up kind of late, so when night comes around, I'm just like, what the heck? What is going on here? Who did this? Yeah. There's uh, a child in the house who seems to have flipped uh, their schedule. She's giving the peace sign and the thumbs up, which is awesome because that's not usually as many fingers as I get. There we go. Well, and, uh, <laughs> at least uh, at least they're awake, right? Finally, actually, that's only know. been the last hour. Oh, my God. Now, that is commitment. Well, yesterday was a long and rough day. So um, that was deserved time sleeping. Well deserved. Yeah. I understand. And I, too, have stayed up all night. Did you? What did you times. do? Um, well, I played a lot of Animal Crossing until about... Yeah. Probably about four in the morning. I, I went to Tarantula Island, so I like, you know, what, you know. Tarantula Island. Yeah, what can you do? Those <laughs> Did tarantulas you... are worth like 6,000 bells each. Right. Probably more. Yeah. What the heck is that in, in dollars? Did they open their economy up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a controversy because there's all these little islands and you can fly to them and there aren't really any regulations. There are no regulations. And apparently when you start off in this game, folks who haven't played it or have uh, those in their life who do play it, um, you can do this game. You start off in it. You have like, what, a tent? And they charge you immediately for having just existed. So you already owe the the company store. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Do you hear this in the background? No, not quite. Okay, so there is uh, some noise in the background that I can hear that's quite loud. And uh, child who just woke up, can you can you please get to that? This is recording from your living room. Uh, wonderful. So, uh, so Melanie, Melanie, what's uh, what's new with you? How have you been in the in the last week since we've talked? It's been rough. A friend of mine is headed back to their home planet right now. And that means the home country. They are LGBT. I won't divulge any information in that respect, but they, um, where they're going is not welcoming and is actively dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm freaking out a little bit right now. Yeah, so, I understand. Not as much as yes. they are, I'm sure. Well, surely. But it's, that is such a hard, hard thing to face. 
you know, I really hope they're okay. Um, I know we talked about that last week too. A little bit. It's been and, going on uh, this whole time. So did they have to go back already? Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. I, I dropped them up off at the airport. So we drove up to Indy and, uh, and said goodbye. And that was, I'm not going to cry. Um, I just I'm worried I'm fearful and I don't I can't do anything you know Mm -hmm. that's the hardest part yeah I'm really sorry to hear that I'm really it's really not very good news I hope they'll be okay I hope they can get things sorted and they can get back or get to a safer place soon so that's that's where I'm at that was pretty much this past week and um we moved an apartment uh three of us did the cat was here for a week already or so so that wasn't a big shift the cat's becoming more comfortable what's the cat's name billy billy (laughs) and billy's a black cat he's adorable He's a little oh. skittish. My dogs are getting upset. Oh. They don't Sorry. like cats. I hate them. Oh, even the word? I guess not. I guess the word is a trigger for them. After smelling this litter box, I don't think I like cats either. Yeah. Wow. Whatever we feed you, we should stop. I'm going to have to teach him the use of the toilet. We're not here to talk about cats. <clears throat> no. No, but... Yeah. I I do want to say that I'm just extremely angry. I mean, I'm really mad that this has to happen at all. That our immigration system is broken. That people who want and need to move here have such a hard time. I've known this since high school. We had a, a kid we knew whose dad came up from Mexico, brought the whole family eventually. He was a heart surgeon in uh, Mexico, and here he could only get a job as a janitor because he didn't have all the medical certifications, of course, and couldn't afford to go back to school to get the American medical mm-hmm. certifications. Basically go back to school for the same thing they already went to school for right exactly yeah i think i remember you talking about that and that was just a that's a horrible situation and there's so many people who are in bad situations uh in their own home country and they need to find a safe harbor and we don't have that anymore of course i'm not sure that america is safer but i'm not sure that it's the safe country that people should be coming to. Uh, not right now. Yeah. That is a valid point. One of the, yeah. one of right the stories that we have. No, not right now. And not... not right now. I wish we had more control of that. And I guess that, you know, we're always talking about how we need people to run for office and to take control over what's Indeed. happening. And it's just, I don't know, it's really sad that, I don't know, 
sad to see see what is happening in the world and what's happening here. But you know, I'm just pissed off. Can I say pissed? Is that one of the words I can say? I think so. I think so. But you can't <laughs> use the present participle of that. <laughs> Don't do that. <clears throat> the present tense. Damn it. I'm supposed to know these things. You know what? I won't judge you. You know what? It's only going to be on the air. That's right. Anyway, we'll get fan mail. So I haven't had the chance to make the the um, Facebook page. I haven't talked to the powers of the bee either about it. Uh, that's kind of on the back burner for a bit, but we'll let you know when that comes live and online. Um, because I do want to hear from people. I want to hear what they have to say, what they think about the show. I have friends who listen to it, but you know, they're friends. They say, oh, it's such a great show. It's like we're in the living room with you. And now you actually are in the living room with us. Literally. And we're just talking about the news of the day as it pertains to LGBTIQ folk. And the part about immigration is important still. We talked about that a few times earlier about uh, people being stopped at the border, detained, put in separate places. There, there are separate detention uh, facilities for trans folk in particular, uh, where people are just kind of left to, to rot or they're put into solitary confinement or they're harassed, or they're turned away at the border and they have to live in dangerous camps where everything becomes something to fight about. So the situation with, with our immigration is sad uh, and infuriating, and it has to change. So what do you do? Yeah. You write your representatives, right? They care. They care. Let's talk to our representatives. Like, who's our representative for, for this area? Ninth I District? Beats me. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, oh, what's his what's his name? Like, uh he wasn't actually from here. He's uh he's kind of a transplant. Oh oh that's right. Trey Hollingsworth. Hi, Trey. Hey, Trey. <clears throat> Where's Trey from? Trey's from like Tennessee. He's not from here. I don't understand how you can be from Tennessee and be... Well, oh, see, he... our representatives are just representatives of this an area. And since people are traditionally mobile, and especially when the country was founded, or the states uh, were founded, depending on... Uh, how you are selected people only need to be in a certain place for a certain time the only requirement to be president is to be american right you have to be born on the soil doesn't matter where you're from <clears throat> for to be a representative you have to be in a place for a certain amount of time you have to have a, a, a house or residence i'm not sure if it has to be the primary residence i'm, I'm pretty sure it does just... but Mm-hmm. that might vary from place to place i mean so, you probably have to be a, a certain you have to be in an area for a certain amount of time yeah just a certain number yeah. of years i think a couple years you know and then you're a native you know what? everything there is to know about a place 
I never transplant. I didn't, I wasn't brought up around here. I'm from Northwest Indiana. I'm basically a suburb of Chicago. So our politics are a lot different. The cultures are a lot different. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to get used to a place. It takes some time to really come to understand the, uh, you know, how people think, what their values are. So Trey, who, by the way, is the 12th richest uh, representative, congressperson, I think, actually. Uh, yep, 12th uh, wealthiest in Congress. Wow. Trey has a war trust that rivals all of his uh, rivals combined times many and i hate to say that he's one of those he's one of those representatives that's going to be there as long as he wants to be unless he really messes up and even what i'm about to talk about i'm not sure is big enough of a screw up to really affect his chances of winning again and he's up for election in november so he was on WIBC radio, and that's out of Indianapolis, right? Very conservative uh, talk show format radio station. <clears throat> and he said, oh, and this is, he is opposed to the shutdowns, right? He has opposed shutting down the economy, quote unquote, and the economy is not shut down, but it's, it's greatly hampered. And he's right on board with getting things moving. But he said that um, keeping shutdowns going would, quote, insult the Americans that voted us into office. And, and I'm, tr- I'm really struggling with these words, not that in particular. It's what came next. <clears throat> he says, it's always the American government's position to say, in the choice between the loss of our way of life as Americans and the loss of American lives, that we have to always choose the latter. Choose to lose American lives over choosing our way of life as Americans. And in this particular instance, he's talking about the economy. We have to choose the economy, keeping that running, over lives, our lives. Now, as the 12th richest congressperson i don't know that Mm. you know i I think the loss of the american uh way of life is different for him than it is for say us here at the bottom yeah um you know what what is the american way of life i'm sort of interested to uh to hear what he really thinks that means because it may not be the same as what it's just kind of a a cringy way to describe he's melanie i'm blown away i'm disgusted you just just dropped a like a bomb on me that was boom i can't whistle right now um he goes on it's great go on uh, he didn't dispute the warnings from scientists, but said the GOP or GDP uh, could shrink by 20% this quarter. 
it's policymakers' decision to put on our big boy and girl pants and say it's the lesser of these two evils. It's not zero evil, but it is the lesser of these two evils, and we intend to move forward in that direction. That is our responsibility, and to abdicate that is to insult the Americans that voted us into office. That was the full Whoa. part of that quote. <clears throat> I am tired that of is, this. That Okay, that is so ridiculous, too, because um, I didn't vote that guy into Congress. Well, um, not me. I don't know. You know, and I've noticed there is a movement. I won't call it a movement. There's, there's a, uh, let's call it a ideology of people who really believe that we have to keep the economy moving Mm -hmm. and they're the, the man is blatantly saying that it's going to cost American lives and we're seeing it like in Japan, um, they have gone back to work and they're starting to see, uh, cases pop back up and the same thing's happening in China like yeah and it's just we're not we're not ready to open up yet from the disaster <laughs> that we're facing like it's so crazy that we're in the middle of a of a disaster a pandemic worldwide disaster and yet we we want to throw ourselves into the fire when that's only going to prolong like more damage. It's yeah. It, it's asinine. It's it's <laughs> I wanna say evil. It's kind of it's self serving. It's self serving. Uh psychopathic is probably a bad word to use. Because who knows? We're not talking well, about. But you know, it, it seems very uh, selfish. Un. Look, especially especially that language. You know, I could, I would love to just say to sit here and say, oh, this guy and these people are just ignorant. That they're ignorant of what potential for disaster there is in making this decision, uh-huh. but no, the language that you just gave to me is that he believes that we need to risk people's lives to support our way of life. Well, it's not even going to risk lives. I, I hate tiptoeing around the fact that people are dying because people, people are, are making dying. bad decisions. If bad decisions were made at the top and people underneath are dying. Donald Trump chose to wait on all of this. People are dying. It, all across the world, leaders were unprepared and did not do what they needed to do in order to quell the, the risk to their people and the, the, the death. And we are here talking about sacrificing people not risk of death people are dying people will die we had 2400 deaths in the last 24 hours well yesterday 2400 in our country alone and people say oh that's not much as compared to the flu no that's that's actually a lot 
compared Especially to the flu now. When you look at the types of people who are dying, like it's it is literally all ages, all kinds of different types of people. It's not like I mean, there's well, certain people who are vul- more vulnerable to it, but like we don't know how it is affecting people. They're still. they're finding there are multiple ways that it's affecting people neurologically. Um, there's uh, there are people it's who not, are experiencing it in different uh, um, uh, clusters and uh, of symptoms than the traditional ones that we think of as the flu-like t- symptoms. So right. our it's understanding is evolving. Yeah, right. It's it's not the flu. It's a lethal virus. And information coming out of Korea is saying that it's possible that immunity, even if you get it, is not uh, all that great, at least for some people. Mm. So they have they have people who are reinfected. And it's not been that long since it's been out. So what are we talking about here? This is something that is possibly not going to have a... Um, it's not going to have, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting people messaging me all over. The, I don't know if you can hear these doodaloos all over the place. Mm. I apologize for those, mm-hmm. for those uh, doodaloos and distractions. But where was yeah, I? Yeah, that's a, that's a recipe for, uh, for class extinction. Like that's, it is. That's a stupid term. Mostly it's poor but people. You're, you're trying to kill poor people. Like, go and, ahead and just... We, we need to go ahead and look at it like that because when you talk with language like that, how how is it not just ki- about killing poor people? Poor people, and... but also black people, people of color yeah, who yeah. are dying and in some places many times the rate of white people or exactly. affluent people. Exactly. People and who are, yeah. People who have complicated, uh, uh, you know, core comorbidities um they have other health issues that they're not maybe getting able to get taken care of and here they are coming down with something that is um if you already have problems deadly it's not a joke we had a professor die this week Mm -hmm. um we had so that's i think is the professor the first or the second person in Monroe County to die. I, I think can't the remember. First, I can't remember. Um, and and this is that's not a lot of people in Monroe County, but we're kind of in the sticks. We don't have as many people in Indianapolis. They have the the refrigerated trailers to for the makeshift morgues. There are pl- people dying in enough numbers that the morgues can't handle them. Yeah, I mean, in New York, they have their uh, temporary burials in Central Park because of the overflow. And And people, I don't understand why people don't acknowledge that as a problem. We, well, during the war, we didn't have photos of any of the soldiers coming back. Do I mean, that was actually in Bush era. They decided that Mm. they were not going to allow photos of the coffins of soldiers on on air so that we wouldn't have a clue and we wouldn't be able in vietnam they use those images to show people and to get people to move on the anti-war effort 
So Bush team decided that those images couldn't be used because that would give fuel to the anti-war effort here. Of course, that didn't do anything. We're still at war. But now we have doctors saying we don't have enough personal protective equipment. We don't have enough equipment in general. We don't have enough beds. And the president is coming on saying, we have enough. We are doing great. Completely lying about the whole issue. And we have people like, we got off on a tangent. Let's bring it back to Trey. Trey's on board with this, Mr. Hollingsworth. Trey is, he's not even campaigning, really. He's just rolling along because he has confidence that he's going to win. There are others who could replace him in an instant, but he has the money. He has the name recognition, and he has a group of devotees in the GOP who are just going to vote him in again, no matter what. We have people, these people agree with the president. They agree with the people in Texas who were saying that, yeah, 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 uh, grandma can die. Grandma and grandpa can die. They are sacrificing themselves for their grandchildren's futures because we have to keep the economy going. Trey's jumped on board with that. And all of these people are saying, it's okay if black people and poor people and sick people die so that Mm -hmm. they can have better portfolios. And keep their assets. Exactly. Yep. They're protecting their assets. I mean, Trey owns factories. Is that correct? I, I don't. I didn't look into that. I'm really at the point where I don't want to find out just how uh, connected into some of the stuff that they are. It, it's angering me just that he said these things. Mm-hmm. And that's something that none of us should accept. I I really can't understand what the mentality is that would say sacrifice people for profits. You know, take them up on the little pyramid that's on the dollar, the little eye that's coming out there. Let's take them up on top of the pyramid and (laughs) pull their hearts out. Let's sacrifice them for real. It's disgusting. It should be criminal. And people, he, people that accept that, where is your humanity? Who are you? How were you raised? What are your morals? Obviously, they are completely screwed up as far as I'm concerned. I'm making value judgments. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. If you put profits over people, that's monstrous. Now, sure, you can sacrifice a few people to save many, right? That's the traditional moral struggle thing. If you there was, you know, you could throw a switch and change the, the, thing, right? the track. And that's what I think they're trying to equate that to. 
but because we're saving so many more but it's not people that we're saving in that case i know it's okay and it's it's sad that i this needs to be said but that the economy should not be prioritized over human lives and it totally has been for a very long time and that's why we have hundreds of thousands of homeless people well it shows what these what the value system is because they're, the they're equating they're equating the the financial health of the country right with the country and exactly. the way i was taught and the way i learned in civics class in school was the country is the people it says in the constitution that our government is by for and of the people right yeah so the country is the people we can't exactly and if if we let people if we let these people use our country to profit their, for themselves mm-hmm, and exploit the people well we can't accept that we can't you read earlier where happen. trump is delaying the rollout of the uh checks because they had to figure out a way to get his name on the checks his name it's a flyer for his I saw that coming. propaganda I knew that machine. was going to happen. I totally knew that was going to happen because that is the the man is only worth his own name. And so that that had to those checks are going to be worth money. You know what I mean? Like that's disgusting. It's a relic. It's disgusting. It's really really repulsive. It just goes to show that this country is is being mined. Is it is it that the country is getting worse or the country was already there and we're just seeing it? I mean, like the healthcare dis- uh, disparities, those have been think, there forever. I think it's, yeah. a, it's, it's been there for forever. So that's what America is? I mean, yeah. truly, yeah. do we need a revolution yep. in order to redefine what America is? Will, yep. will people change their minds then? And they want to throw my it's voice so out there and say... We need a revolution um, because there are plenty of people saying that on the other we side need, too. We need to stop romanticizing survival of the fittest as the, the pull, your, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality <laughs> because we need to take care of one another and not let people die because they don't, they don't have what you have. And that's... You know? That's kind of what everybody acts like the mutual aid societies are about, right? Mm-hmm. They're people are coming together to aid one another. And there's the, um, the, the LGBT family. People came together to help one another. They came together in the AIDS crisis. They came together to get marriage equality passed. They came mm-hmm. together to drive forward on cultural uh, awareness so that it's not just about legal rights. It's about people see us and they understand that we are their family. We're there. Uh, we're, we've always been there and we will be there. So we've come together to advance 
health and happiness and prosperity and uh, the lives of people. That, that I see as a small revolution. You know, yeah, I really feel you on that. And I think we need to invest ourselves in our communities, um, in, in our mutual aid communities, because I really think that's where it starts is in, this, in the people who recognize the need for other people. Um, and that's and really the only, that's where we need to start is just I hope we're seeing back. that I know I hope people are seeing that too because um, we it, it's cool though because we're experiencing the pandemic we're experiencing this issue where we need to find each other and that mm-hmm. I hope just lays the groundwork for the next you know f- few years I mean I know we have a presidential election coming up but I don't even want to. I hope. I want to talk about. It. We we have to. We have to start from the from the ground up. You know. But how do you do that and not cost more lives? Because it seems that every kind of revolution in America, um, that has been had lasting changes, has cost many many lives. It's like you have to. You have to have violence to win. And I know. What kind okay. of grade school I moronic don't stuff is that? I, I understand um, why people want to go to that level because I'm outraged. I'm outraged. Everyone should be outraged. And, you know, that it, it, it's angry. It, it's, it's anger. It just, it's awful. But we... We have a system that we can, you know, if we take hold of it, we can, we can fix it. And I, I keep thinking maybe. that's true. Maybe. We've been saying that for We've decades. We've been saying that. The thing is too damn slow. <laughs> right. It moves too slow. And it also moves backwards. And it moves backwards. As and it someone who is a progressive as somebody who believes that society has to move forward and adapt to changes as opposed, as opposed to entrench itself and try to keep the status quo. I am shocked and horrified by everything that came after the seventies. It seems that even the election of Barack Obama, the backlash was such uh, so politically violent, not violence in politics, but mm-hmm. it was, we're not going to deal with anything. Uh, Newt Gingrich uh, with Clinton, um, and he said it with Obama too, and uh, um, Mitch McConnell, we're not going to pass anything this president puts forth. That's not a political position. That's, I'm sticking my fingers in my ears and refusing to work with you and that is a a, a, it's a soft declaration of uh you know neo-confederacy is a word that comes to mind it's you're you're withdrawing from participation real participation (laughs) 
in the government if you refuse to work with, quote unquote, the other side. That's asinine. And yet here we are. We've been here for the past, what, okay. decade yeah, and a half? And this is why I'm mad about the Biden nomination. Mm. Because I don't want a centrist. And I also don't want a Republican in Democrats' clothing. And that's what... I also don't want a potential sexual... Uh, I'll just say rapist. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want anyone associated with sexual assault allegations. And that is... And we're told that we need to vote blue no matter who. And... You know, and that's what any, we got. Any, anything's better than Donald Trump, but it almost just, it just seems like such a sham. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like the Democratic Party has been just toyed around for the last forever. <laughs> like, afraid. toyed around. They're mm-hmm. afraid and they're on their heels and they're not, they're not coming forth to, to stand up against anyone they're they're living in a dream where they get to work with people i think or they get to change policy in the old-fashioned way yeah Mm -hmm. you know and you're gonna die that way and yeah we we need yeah we need to stand up from this is what i think and i've been really uh I don't know. It's been really troubling the whole Biden nomination because there's a lot of pressure to vote blue and I I am upset about it. Voting blue only counts if the progressives can actually win the House and the Senate because the Senate's just going to block everything. Mitch McConnell is just exactly. going okay. to yeah. stop all and progress. That's Doesn't why matter I said who's in the thing. The thing present. is too slow. The whole damn thing is too slow. Like people need to get in and out of office way faster. Mm-hmm. Like, and we may. I I don't know. Like parliamentary style. Like in and out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not. Change it. It's not fair. It's really not fair that Mitch McConnell's just been sitting there for God knows how long. Million years. Million years. Their parts of him. It's just that not fair. There are other people deserve. There are how many seven seven hundred million people in the United States and one no, no. dude. <laughs> three hundred forty. Three hundred forty. Wow. And one man is going to be sitting in that seat for how long? I don't know. I think so, they're just keeping him alive at this point. You know, that yeah. or he's part Keith Richards. I don't know. They all have that gene. I don't know. People need to realize that it doesn't take... I don't know. There's not a certain type of person who is a politician. Like, the the offices need to just be filled by people. And that's sort of an idealist goal. Because I think there is every... I think money stands in the way of us even having an efficient democracy. Um, and that's the way it's damn used. Sad. Yeah, pretty damn sad that Bernie Sanders, you know, raises as much money as anyone else, 
through just grassroots campaigns. And then, you know, that's not, that's still not good enough. Well, and, but it also requires participation. So mm-hmm. the young vote who was uh, Sanders uh, base, they didn't come out and vote in numbers. They, they can have all of the energy that they want in sharing memes and, and donating 20 bucks here and there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make a bit of difference unless you actually go and vote. I know. And you know what? It's not too late to at least write in the primaries. And I almost wish that there could be a stronger movement. I wish we could see something like this is the perfect opportunity for people to like make up for the the lack of energy and at least write in well, he's still on in many he's still, states. Yeah, exactly. He's still if, on the If ballot. that's what you're getting at, is to write yeah. Bernie in. But that's not going to happen. I mean, that I would I would love to see change, but that in particular is not something that you can hope that will actually I know. happen. I know. We need we need a uh, we need some you know we need stuff. We need people to make make a plan, make, do something. And that's what it is. It's us. We have to, we have to actually get up off our duffs and do something, you know, it's hard. It is. It's hard when you don't have a fat loan and you don't have to work and, or you don't have, you know, assets where you're, you don't have to do the type of work that, you know, maybe a person like we have to do. So, Prides are canceled, right? And yeah. people people have come together, and they are, um, you know, putting together a world pride, supposedly an uh, online world pride. Spencer moved their pride to October seventeenth. Um, a lot of other prides have moved theirs to the fall, or summer sometime, or canceled them all together and are going virtual. But pride itself was when people got together and organized and created stuff, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is something we do. All yeah. these movements are people who organize and make stuff happen. Arab Spring was organized and, you know, it, that was all on, uh, online. Um, and you can argue about the outcome of it. But the action is what's important. And so we need something that people can rally around. Someone is, people are fallible, right? Bernie's got his problems. Biden's got his problems. Obama had his problems. Everybody's got issues. Nobody's going to be perfect. And to get a movement started you need a vision you need something people can cling on to you need um you you need a central sort of uh idea that people can identify with right that i don't even know if we can muster i would hope that could happen but i don't know 
I don't, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen people care enough uh, lately Mm -hmm. to to really make that happen. I feel that. So maybe the time isn't here. Maybe the time is still down the line because we have, we are so capable of complacency of sitting around, you know, and that's so sad. Dealing with it. That's so sad. We don't need to wait for an event to get us off of our off of our butts you sh- no one should wish for that you know humans are still the chimpanzees that were in all of those nature shows when i was growing up jane goodall going out to the jungle and showing you animal behavior we have that we have the people rattling branches and th- slinging stones and beating their chests and that's pretty much trump rally and we have people who are in the might makes right camp. And if I yell loud enough, if I, if I am not just vociferous enough, but if I am violent enough, then I can stifle all opposition. We are still that. I think so many, not just Americans, but people around the world are still in that simian phase i mean we are apes we are hairless apes right what is it going to take for us to evolve past the the position that we're in now where it's i'm fed for a day i'm happy i might starve tomorrow you know give me the 1200 it's our money people are just feeling so happy that they're getting this thing from the government. It's our money. We put the money in. That's where they get their money. And then it comes to us. in, Or it's supposed to. In services or whatever the country needs. Or the state needs. Or the town needs. We put our taxes out. We get services back. Things that they can do. That we can't do individually. That's what it is. Also, that's the definition of socialism. <laughs> we pull resources so that stuff can... well, it could be so easy. It could be so chill. And but, uh... I don't even count myself as a socialist, but I see that. And I see the benefits of that because that is what America has been. We came together and we helped each other out while we weren't slaughtering or enslaving people um i don't know we've gone on a tirade for quite a while now i'm sorry it's okay i think it's necessary it's for these folks to just throw us under the bus throw us away who do they think they are trey hollingsworth really i can't imagine that you would sacrifice one of your children or your wife you can sacrifice yourself all day long i can sacrifice myself there's no way that i would sacrifice my child or my nieces and nephews to the economy you know the people i love to the economy what is the economy it's money for somebody else 
It's the ability for, it, it's the power and the um, uh, ability for the government to be able to take action, right? For us to actually have the resources that we need in order to do things like build roads and educate. I know. Those, those are massive things. The economy is important. It does not trump the lives of people, however. And not in my book. And I just can't, um, I can't accept it <laughs> doing so in other people's books. You know, I, I just want to say this. I want to live in a world where we don't have to exchange paper in order to, you know, to provide each other with the things that we need. I, I want to live in a world where we can exchange things out of need and out of, like, desire to help one another. Oh, but see, we do. We live in that world. That's the world the poor people live in all the time. You know? Poor people exchange services and goods as other poor people need that. They also exchange their labor uh, for a little bit of return, but part of that return goes uphill, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not espousing anti-capitalist ideals right now. Um, I'd love to make money. I'd love to be able to uh, amass a bit of wealth so that I am more comfortable. I have material wealth. I have a lot of things, especially right now. I am flush with stuff. And you know, like... But, and I can help people out. I can loan people things. I can give people things. I can help people find what they need. Um, clothing, beds, stuff like that. I can help people get that... Uh, um, whatever I have is accessible to others. I would like to be able to help people more. And I think people need to want to help others in order to, in order for things to get better. But the people that amass stuff, you know, where are the billionaires now? Where are the billionaires giving away half of their hundred billion dollars or whatever? Yeah, where, Gates where is has, that? Was, you know, um, he there's he no way billion. there's no way he or his family for generations to come can actually spend that sort of wealth. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I donated five hundred million to whatever. Yeah, that's point zero zero five percent of his entire right. savings. Yeah, you Same give somebody Mark Zuckerberg a, did that too. You have a dollar and you give somebody a penny. Woo. And that's not even the case. That's not even a billion, right? You yeah. have you have a dollar and you gave somebody a half penny. Cuz I I like eight pennies. That's a fun concept. <laughs> Something costs <laughs> half of the lowest denomination of coinage, so you make a coin for that. Or yeah. <laughs> you have to make a coin for that. <laughs> so where are they? Where are these people that we had to look up to and say, you know, you deserve to have 
basically a unit of our wealth or so many units of our, our labor and our national wealth and our wealth, you are such a custodian of that. What are you doing with that? I don't know. I'm getting off again. You know, I'm okay with, I'm okay with markets, but like I can be okay with that, but why does it have to enslave people to sustain itself? What, right. what necessity is there in that? Like people have interests. Like um, I want to be a, I want to know how to solder and make computers and, you know, or p- there are baristas who are very passionate about, uh, you know, having a really good sort of uh, product, very good. Mm-hmm. You know, people, ha- we need hobbies. People need things to do. Well, not just hobbies. No, I, I think that that work is a, a. I don't think that this can be a completely. You can't create a society where people are just going to decide to volunteer to be baristas, right? Yeah. Not enough people are going to volunteer to no. be a barista. People mm-hmm. are going to want to sit at home, and enjoy yeah, stuff. <laughs> I know. Well, people should do that until they get tired of it. I. That I'm not, I'm not quite there. Uh, I'm not there with that, but I have plenty of friends who are. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, this is going to take some thinking. I like specialization. What I don't like is valuing and devaluing people. Yeah. Based on how you feel about them. Right. And that, that goes to, I'm going to bring it back to LGBT issues again. We did it. This is my mom and cat are going in and out of the house. Um, People are devalued all the time based on how people feel about them. And that that's, that's class. That is, uh, that's how people discriminate. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, your type of people, be it based on race or gender or, uh, sexuality, gender identity, ethnicity, or maybe it's socioeconomic class. Maybe it's um, what you wore that day. Who people who devalue people are taking away their. Um, I, I don't really know how to say this very nicely. Uh, to say that people should earn less because of something is number one, who are you mm-hmm. to devalue their labor and people saying, Oh, well, if you give everybody a $15 minimum wage and baristas, will say make $15 an hour. Uh, what about the EMTs? Well, if you're going to do a hierarchical system based on skill and value to society, uh, and you value EMTs and their skill above baristas, well, then you would up the value of their uh, labor and give them more money. Instead, in the current model, in the healthcare industry, the people who are valued the most are administrators. And they're people who push numbers and uh, play with people's access to healthcare. Those are the people that get the money, not the EMTs. So you're arguing a point that doesn't even 
have a basis in reality. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about, we already know that you can't say that about gender. You can't say that about race. And yet people still do. We still see the disparities. So the consciousness of humanity and culture and the country has to change. And only when that changes will you be able to have equality. Will you be able to have um, a drop in the violence that we see around uh, all of the... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hold on a second. We have to cut this part out. Mom? Mom? You can't cuss while I'm on air. Yeah, no. I have headphones on. I could hear it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <laughs> this is live people i agree with you though about the shift in consciousness though that sort of has been something i've felt for a long time is that we need a, a shift in consciousness before that's the revolution that's that is the re- revolution it's not violence it's right something else mm-hmm. it's internal it's cultural it's what we teach our kids to value. Um, but when you get this rugged individualism where everybody's on their own, everybody's building their own island with a big house on it, getting tarantulas, then Whoa. nobody's working collectively for the advancement of all. And you can't advance. You really, truly can't advance individually. Uh, unless other people are helping you. Wow. We're out of time, right? We've been out of time for a bit. (laughs) Uh, I want to thank you to our listeners, whoever's out there. And a huge thank you to everybody at WFHB who's still making this work. Thank you, Lucas. Because you put this all together and, and, make the world better and you're a great co-host and I miss you when you're off in the little booth um, Blooming Out is produced by me Melanie Davis and Cade Young it's a production of w- WFHB Community Radio Lucas is our esteemed engineer uh, I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night. Good night. <laughs>